Pray with me as we open God's Word again today. Father, we want to thank you for giving us your Word. And Spirit of God, we thank you that you teach us and remind us and reveal your Word to us. Jesus, we thank you that you are the, the Logos, the Word. You are the author and perfecter of our faith. And as we come to you today, we ask that you would triune God, that you would reveal your truth to us, that it may encourage us and challenge us and equip us in your service. For we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. Now, we've had quite a turbulent week this week. We've had the, the death of Prince Philip and uh, the funeral and so on at the beginning or the end of last week uh, and the unfolding nature of that and then the Queen's 95th birthday and, and uh, we, we recognise the outpouring of, of concern for the Queen as that uh, she faces the first birthday for many, many, many years alone uh, without her husband by her side for her 95th birthday. We've seen in the news the, the saga with football and the uh, European new European League that started and then didn't start and all the the uh, the outpouring of emotion that came from that. Our football, you know, clubs are they they sort of businesses that are run by these wealthy individuals or are they you know still fan based and so on and the and the challenge of that and then we've seen of course the George Floyd trial in the United States. And the continuing outpouring of emotion for that, and the Black Lives Matter campaign, and and how um, you know justice has been seen to be served in this case. But we remember too, it doesn't bring George back to his family, and uh, that continued pain of of what they're living through, and and having to do that in the public eye as well with this trial and relive everything and and all that that goes on, and also the, the family of the police, uh, former police officer that was uh, found guilty and so on, and, and all the people that are, are going to be caught up in this uh, ongoing uh, situation. And then we see, of course, with the COVID situation in our world and reading in the news this week about so many uh, babies and so on dying in Brazil, and then I just read this morning that the... Uh, that in India it's the worst day ever, you know, 300,000 new cases of COVID and the hospitals are just, you know, stretched to, or they've gone beyond breaking point there. And we remember the situation in so many parts of our world. It's been such a turbulent week this week with so many different things going on, let alone in our own lives and what's going on in us and in families and in people around us as well. You know, the good news is that Jesus Christ has sent uh, the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is called our Counselor, or in some translations, our Comforter. And it's a wonderful aspect. Let's read together this passage. If you've got your Bibles, turn to John 14. This is Jesus just before he, he knows that he's going to go and be arrested and, and, and what that means for his followers, his disciples. And so he comforts his disciples with these tremendous words about what's going to happen in the future. John 14. Verse 15, he says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor, or comforter, to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. 
Before long the world will not see me any more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will re realize that I am in the, my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He, is the, he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor or Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will remind you of everything. Sorry, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Thanks be to God for this reading. You know, the, the Holy Spirit here is called the paraclete. Paraclete means the comforter. It means the one who gets alongside. That's really what it means, called to one side. Somebody who comes right alongside us and journeys with us. That's the, the nature of Jesus explaining who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes alongside you and me and journeys with us in that continuing journey. Jesus said, like, just as I have been that comforter, just as I have been the one with the disciples who have walked alongside them for these last three years, so I am the first one, he said. I will give you another counsellor, another comforter, verse 16, another paraclete, another person that will come and walk alongside you for all eternity. And that's the role of the Holy Spirit. But before we go into to really what that means and, and unpack that a little bit, we have to recognize that, that there, are, there is one major caveat that Jesus puts in here. And he says you need to know him and the way you know him and the way you will see him, verse 17, he says here, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And then he carries on, if, verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home, or our, our permanent dwelling place, with him. The caveat that Jesus says is that obedience is the key for the Spirit to be walking with us. Do you remember last week I said that you know, uh, we were talking about walking down that pathway along that, that country road where you've got these high walls and, and you have a choice to go this way or to go this way. And I said repentance is about turning around and going in God's direction, going towards God. And the caveat that Jesus says is that if you want the Holy Spirit to be with you, alongside you, if you want the blessing and the power and the the presence of the Spirit and the work of the Spirit as your comforter, then you need to be going in the right direction. He said it's only for those who see me. If you're walking in the wrong direction, he says, you're never going to see him. You're not even going to know him. And most people are walking away from God in the wrong direction. 
And when they do that, he says, you won't even recognize him. You know that, that you have to be walking in that right direction. You've got to be taking up your cross every day and following Christ for the Spirit to be active and, and to be realized in your life like that. Now, leaving that to one side for a moment, what that really means, perhaps we can come back to that at another time. But assuming we are walking in the right direction with God, then he promises us a comforter, a paraclete to come alongside us and to journey with us. You see, the Spirit only goes in one direction, and that's towards God. The Spirit doesn't go, refuses to go the other direction. You ever taken like a, a dog for a walk? And, and uh, we, we used to walk somebody else's dog uh, once in a while. And, and when we used to, you know, the dog used to know the trail. And if you try and take him off the wrong way, he would just stick his feet down and go, I'm not going that way. I'm going to go this way, you know, and just keep tugging on the lead to, to go that way. And it's like that with the Spirit of God, if you like. The Spirit of God will not walk us away from God. The Spirit of God will only walk and we only receive the blessing if we're walking towards God. And so what happens then if we are walking towards God? How, what does it mean that the, the comforter, the, the counsellor is with us? Well, I think there's four main aspects to this. Firstly, that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He says, I'm going to be with you forever, verse 16. He said, the counselor, the comforter will be with you forever. The end of verse 16. He, he says, you know, I'm going to be there. And, and God throughout the pages of scripture constantly says to us, you know, I'm going to be with you forever. In the beginning, God said, I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, you know, be strong and courageous for I, the Lord, your God, am with you wherever you go. And he repeats that over and over and over again. Joshua 1, 9. You know, I have commanded you, do not be afraid, be strong and courageous. I am with you wherever you go. And, and that continues throughout the pages of Scripture. In Hebrews 13 verse 5, reminds us again. And then in Revelation 22, you know, it says that we will see God's face. That's the whole, the whole aim of redemption, that we will see his face, that we will see the fullness, in other words, of who God is. And we will be in his presence, he says, forever. You know, the, the aim of God, God has said right from the very start, I'm not going to leave you. I'm here. I'm here. You just have to turn and look. If you look in my direction, you'll see me. That's where I am. You know, I remember once I was in London and I, I was uh, busy going to a meeting there. And uh, I, was, I was racing to get the meeting and there was this whole group of, of tourists that were there with their massive cameras, you know, the big telephoto lens and this... Uh, I think he was an American guy. He stopped me as I was going by. He goes, excuse me, excuse me, can I, can I ask you a question? He said, and uh, I, he said, where's Big Ben? Where's this Big Ben that everybody talks about? And he was, he was right outside Westminster. And I said, well, if you turn around 180 degrees, that clock tower up there behind you, that's called Big Ben. I mean, he was right in the vicinity, but he was just completely looking the wrong way. He was looking towards the Queen Elizabeth Hall and so on and, and, uh, and towards Methodist Central Hall. And he had his back towards the Houses of Parliament. I just said, you know, just turn around. And there it is. And the comforter is the one that, that gives us that comfort because if we're walking in the right way, he said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. There's a consistency there. You know, there's a dependability 
that comes with that. Think about the Queen this week as, you know, she's, as I said earlier, she's for the first time in, in, in her 73 years of marriage where she has to face her birthday alone, you know, and, and shortly coming her anniversary and so on. She, that, that, that marriage, that partnership, that dependability for all of us comes to an end in relationships uh, until we go and, and be with them for eternity. But, you know, with God, there, is, there isn't that break. God was there. He says, I knit you together in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. He was there right before we were born. And he continues to journey with us throughout life. And there's that comfort that comes from knowing that God is always there. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He says it over and over again. You know, I've got you in the palm of my hand and I will never, never let you go. Your name is written there. You know, I'm singing over you, he says in Zechariah. You know, there's so many different passages that we could bring to mind about God's consistency and God's dependability. Because he is always there with you. And that's a source of great comfort and great strength when we need it the most. The second aspect to him being the, the counsellor is he's our helper. He doesn't just walk alongside us. He's not just always there. But he helps us in, in those moments where we need it the most. It says here in verse 17. It says the, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. You know, he, he's that companion, that helper that, that is, is working within us, not only just to share our lives, but, but to be that, that companion that walks alongside us, that helps us in our times where we need that help. It goes back to the picture of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, you know, where they're walking with God in the cool of the night. God is there and they can ask questions and, and be with God and, and say, Lord, what do we do about this? How do we sort this out? How do we nurture this? How do we look after this? Jesus, he's called Emmanuel, God with us. You know, he's there as our helper. And it says in verse 17, he's our teacher. He's the spirit of truth. He's going to be the one that teaches us the truth. It goes on in verse 26 as we read, The Counselor or the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He's our teacher. He journeys with us, but he's there ready to teach us and to train us. He's a spirit of truth. Think for that for a moment. The spirit of truth means that God the Spirit will always be there to tell you the truth about life, the truth about where you are, the truth about what God requires of you, the truth about how to be obedient to God. You know, a true friend, the, the way you can tell a true friend is that they will be prepared to tell you the truth, even sometimes when it's hard. You know, I've got friends like that who will, who will say to me, David, you know, this is going to hurt you, but you know, I'm saying it, you say it in love. You know, love doesn't necessarily never offend someone. It doesn't necessarily, you know, in a sense, um, not, not tell the truth, not tell the reality of what's going on. In fact, the opposite is true. Sometimes love has to pull us up. Sometimes love has to, has to kind of stop us in our tracks. But it does it in a way that we know that even if it's painful to listen to this, 
that actually it's for the best, it's for our betterment, it's for our good. And, and we, we accept it because of that. There are many people that just are critical towards us, but there are very few in our lives that we, we take that criticism because we know it's offered in love. It's offered in, in the way that we know that they're saying it because they believe it's for our best. And the Spirit of God is the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit that will never tell you something that is just easy, but will tell you something that is, is real, is for the best, for who you are, for who I am. And He's there to constantly guide you with that love and that support, but also that challenge in our lives to keep us walking in the direction towards God. And He will say, hey David, sometimes when you're trying to veer off and go the other way, when you say, David, stop it, don't do that. You know, this is not good. You're moving away from God now. This is the time where, you know, you're on difficult ground here. And and the Spirit sometimes gives you those warnings, but also gives you, you know, the help and the strength. Hey, David, this is what you need to do to move further down this pathway towards where God is. But He's also our guide. It not only guides us in that direction, but reveals the mysteries of God to us. You know, he shows us the kingdom of God. Verse 17, it says, The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. The Spirit of God, in a sense, reveals to us, it gives us a new, a new way of looking at the world. You see, the Spirit of God reveals to us the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is a completely different way of seeing the world around us, seeing the physical world, the spiritual. It's it's like putting on a pair of glasses like this that has spiritual lenses upon them. And you can tell the people who are walking in the kingdom of God because their language and their worldview will be wearing that spiritual lens, if you like. The way they talk, the way they share, the way they see things, more importantly, comes with spiritual eyes that the, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Paraclete gives to you. As you are walking in that direction, that God gives you that increasing awareness, reveals to you the mysteries of the Kingdom of God, and you see things in a new way. It's, it's a little bit like, uh, to explain it, it's a little bit like in John 6 when, when Peter is in the boat. you remember? And he sees Jesus coming on the water. And he says, if it's really you, Jesus, tell me to come. And Jesus says, well, then come. And he gets out the boat and he starts to walk. And what happens? He, he puts on, effectively, kingdom of God lenses. You know, he trusts in Christ enough to say, you know what? The, the, the physics of the rational world around me I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to park that to one side because actually I'm going to trust in the physics, if you like, of the kingdom of God. And the physics of the kingdom of God are radically different to the physics of the world around us. And when he trusts in the physics of the kingdom, he walks on the water. But immediately, the moment where he reverts his thinking back and his trust goes back and he says, wait a minute, this, this flies in the face of everything that I understand about what is humanly possible. He sees the wind or he feels the wind, he sees the waves and immediately he starts to sink. Why? Because he's taken off his kingdom of God glasses and he's put back on his religion glasses, his world glasses that says this is not possible 
And therefore he starts to sink and Jesus lifts him up and he said, well, why, why did you do that? Why did you take off the kingdom glasses, the kingdom lenses? Because as soon as you do that, then these things become impossible. And you see, Jesus came to help us to understand how to put on those kingdom glasses. And uh, after the sabbatical, when we come back, we're going to talk more about that, about how we do that. Because the Bible, Jesus' ministry was full of trying to explain that to people. Put on the kingdom lenses, where the, the physics of the world is completely different, if you like. And the Spirit of God is the one that helps us to do that, reveals to us what the kingdom glasses really shows us, and explains it to us and teaches it to us. He's the Spirit of truth. The third thing we see is that the Spirit is also our encourager. In verse 26, it says that he, he says, um, verse 26, that the Counselor of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. You know, we need people to, uh, or we need that genuine encouragement in our lives. A lot of people say encouraging things sometimes, but actually you sense the heart that's behind it whether it's genuine or whether it's just an uh, off-the-cuff kind of remark. And the Spirit of God is constantly reminding us, encouraging us, telling us that we can do it, reminding us of those moments in our lives where, where the Spirit was able to work in us and through us and bring us victory over challenges and obstacles in our lives in the past and says, hey, I did it then, I can do it again with you. Just keep on going, keep on working with me, keep on walking with me, keep going in this direction. And the Spirit is there not only just to be our comfort and our help, but also to encourage us and to motivate us to keep on going. Remember years ago when I was uh, did this uh, Welsh 3000s with uh, a guy called Adrian, and we, we were there, and you know I was absolutely exhausted halfway through this walk, and, uh, and he was there going, come on, we can do this, we can do this. Just thinking, we were going up this thing called the Glidders, and you know it was really tough going, and it was steep, and I was exhausted, and he said, you know what, Let's, let's just do this. He wanted to have one of those altimeters, meters and he said, let's just imagine this is Northwick Park Hospital. And I remember him saying to us, you know, let's just go up one, one, one flight of Northwick Park, you know, from, from bottom to the top. Let's just do that and we'll rest. And then we'll do another one and we'll rest. And we broke it down into Northwick Park Hospital heights, if you like, going up to the top floor. And then we had a little break and then the next one and the little break and the next one and a little break. And it was his constant encouragement to me that helped me to get up to the top of, uh, of the glitters and then onto the, the sort of relatively flat, flat pathway at the top. Because, you know, within myself, it was like your head's going like you're exhausted, you're tired, you just want to give up. But, but when there is someone there that's with you just saying, no, you can do this. I believe in you. I know that you've got it within you to do this. Let's break it down. Let's just keep going. And the Spirit of God is like that. Spirit of God sometimes is like that through people, through Him, you know, who, who constantly was an encouragement that day and, and helped me to, to get as far as we got in, in that walk. And you need those people and you need those channels of God's Spirit around you to bring you that encouragement because there is so much opposition. There is so much uh, challenge that we face in life that it's so easy to get up. To, to, to give up and, and just to drop out. I heard a st wonderful story about this woman, Mrs. Adams, who used to go to her local post office every week uh, just to, to get a pension or to buy stamps or whatever it was. And she knew everybody, everybody knew her. 
uh, in that neighborhood. And she was there one day, went to the post office as normal, it was near Christmas, and she had her Christmas cards that she wanted to buy stamps to post. And uh, there was this huge queue outside, and it was cold, and she was standing there waiting her turn to get in through the door to go to the couple of tellers that they had in, the, in this little uh, post office. And one of the uh, the shop assistants came out and was going down the line asking if you know people what what they were coming for and whether they really needed to wait there. And they came to to Mrs. Will, uh, Mrs. Adams and they said to her, you know, like, uh, what is it you're you're here for today? And she said, I'm here to to get some stamps for my for my Christmas cards. And they said, oh, you don't need to wait in the queue. You don't need to see a teller for that. You can go to the machine and just buy your stamps there, and uh, and then that would be a lot quicker. And she said, I know I can go to the machine, but will the machine ask me how my arthritis has been doing the whole last week? You know, there, there's that interaction that you can have, that encouragement that you can have when you talk to people, that concern that people, you know, um, bring. And the Spirit is there to encourage you and me in our journey of life. Verse 23, he says... Uh, here that the Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. It's that genuine love and, and coming alongside that the Spirit does when he encourages us and tells us to keep on going and to keep on you know, moving forward. The fourth thing that the Spirit does is provide a strength. Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, you know, a different pair of lenses. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, just one aspect here. But the Spirit is the one that brings the dunamis power, the dynamite of God into our lives. The one that, that brings strength to us to, to help us to keep going. The one that encourages us with the power that we know that whatever we face, whatever challenges come our way, that His grace is sufficient. That His grace will be enough to get us through each day. His grace will be enough. His power that God will, will pour into your life and through your life into other people's lives will be enough to live and have life in all its fullness. doesn't mean to say He's going to just remove every obstacle in our way. In fact, God you know, loves obstacles in our way in that sense because it helps us to grow and build and become stronger. But... But God will always help us to overcome, and the power will be there. And sometimes that comes directly from God, through the Spirit directly into our lives, and sometimes that comes through an encouragement from other people, and a, and a strength that comes from other people as well. But God is always there to, to fulfill everything that He has asked you to do. You know, God says, I, I want you to journey in this direction, but I'm going to give you the power to overcome every obstacle, every challenge, every temptation that, that wants to pull you away from that. Keep on going. Keep on loving. Keep on focusing your attention on me and being obedient to me. And I will give you every power and strength that you need to be victors in that journey of, of Christ. The Spirit of God is our comfort and our strength. He's our counsellor. The one that helps us and encourages us and, and leads us on. Isn't that good to know? Because, you know, we all face weeks like we've had in the news around us, but maybe in your life as well. We all face those turbulent times and those turbulent weeks. And when we do that, we need to know that the, the Spirit is there to be that strength for us. You know, there's a wonderful illustration of this. Uh, somebody put it like this. 
Let me just read it to you about Psalm, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> about Psalm 23 um, that we all know very well. It said this, the Lord is my shepherd. That's relationship. I shall not want that supply. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's rest. He leads me beside still waters. That's refreshment. He restores my soul. That's healing. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. That's guidance. For his name's sake, that's purpose. Yes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's challenge. I will fear no evil. That's assurance. For you are with me. That's faithfulness. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's shelter. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's hope. You anoint my head with oil. That's consecration. And my cup runs over. That's abundance. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's blessing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That's security forever. That's eternity. And every single part of that is a work of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete that is available to you and to me. When we are following in God's direction, when we are walking towards God, the Spirit helps us in that. And each one of those things that I've just read is part of the ministry of the Spirit into your life. So I want to encourage you today, you know, thank God for His Holy Spirit. We're not left alone, but we have a comforter, a counsellor, a helper, a strength, uh, an enabler, an encourager, you know, whatever. We, we have the Spirit of God that God sends, just as He did to His disciples. And He knew that they were going to go through rough times. But He said, don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Because peace I can give you. Peace because, because the Spirit of God is always with you. And we'll see you through. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever people around you are going through right now, point them towards God. Point yourself, align yourself towards God. Go down that pathway, that roadway, the right way. And then welcome in the Spirit of God who is there to encourage you in your journey. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for your Spirit. You don't just give us rules or regulations. You don't just give us a challenge that we need to meet. But you give us your spirit to, to, to meet that challenge. To, be, to, to encourage us and help us and guide us and teach us and train us how to be obedient to you. Then all the blessing when we're walking on that pathway in alignment with you, towards you. All the blessing of you comes into our lives. That's what life in all its fullness is all about from John 10.10. 10. I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. And we get that when we walk in the right direction because then the Spirit of God walks with us. Thank you. Thank you for those insights. Thank you, Spirit of God, for everything that you continue to do in our lives. Lord, increase the Spirit within us as we walk closer and closer in the right direction closer to you, closer to your heart, closer to your will, closer to your spirit, closer to who you are. Lord, give us those, those lenses of the kingdom of God that we may see things in the way you see, that we may feel what you feel, that we may have that same attitude that you have. You know, that, as it says in Philippians, uh, uh, 
our character, our attitude, we should be the same as Jesus Christ who, who gave up everything, showed agape love. You know, and we love as you first loved us. Greater, Everyone will know you are my disciples if you have agape for one another. Lord, teach us what that means. Teach us to walk down that pathway towards you. And thank you, Spirit of God, that you encourage us and journey and comfort and strengthen us in that journey of faith. Lord, I, I pray for all my brothers and sisters that if they're going through a, a, a time of, of unrest and tumult and, and, and challenge, that you would come upon them right now and that you would turn them to face you in that challenge and then you will be able to flow into them and bring them victory and teaching and training and help and strength and peace as they travel in that journey. I thank you. Thank you that that's what you constantly do in our lives. Align us to you. And may we be encouragers and channels of encouragement. Not, not physical encouragement, but spiritual encouragement to one another as we journey together. For we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen.